0: Welcome back to another episode of With the Chiefs. My name is Luke and I'm here with Dom. How are you doing, Dom?
1: I'm pretty good, Smitty.
0: That's Um, good. I think we're going to, this is a bit of a different one. We're going to wing it a little bit.
1: Yeah, we've had great guests on for the start of the podcast in the past few episodes, but today is going to be something a little bit different. Yeah, we'll start off with our usual training chat. Yeah, what's been going on the last few weeks? So, what have you been getting up to, Smith?
0: Last week, we normally review the last week. I think mm. P- pretty pretty solid week of training. I got up to 100 and 130 k's for the first time in a in a while. Yeah, <laughs> so it's good. Uh, it was a lot of easy running. I actually I actually did a bit of the dodgy and skipped the session on the Saturday. I was meant okay. to do. I was meant to do a speed session. But I I ran down to I ran down to the bay. What's that oval? King George, I think it is. Oh yeah. And you know, well, well intentioned was gonna do my session, but little athletics were set up. So oh no, I just have to do do more easy running. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm the
1: opposite (laughs) of me, like. I would never miss a session. Like, I'd do too many sessions. I'd, I'd be going for an easy run, saying, "Okay, I'm doing an easy run today." Next thing you know, I'm, I'm doing two hundred meter repeats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I was normally after a five k warm up, I'd be all right. Let's, let's go. But I was just not, not really having a bar of it. So I could have easily sidestepped, gone to the, gone to the footpath, and gone. All right, let's do it here. Mm-hmm but I used that as an excuse to get out of doing it or I could have run mm. on the other side or found another oval. There was many things I could have done. So mm. that's just a big cop out, but I ended up running. I still ran 19 Ks around the bay, but just easy, easy miles. And then, so the.
1: Yeah, that's really good. Like I think it's probably better to be um erring on the side of uh, caution and missing a session than doing too many sessions for sure
0: yeah yeah so so
1: what sessions did you end up doing
0: it was just easy running the whole week no no I did on I can't remember if I talked about this with I can't remember if I'm reviewing the wrong week because I might have mentioned in the previous one but I did that threshold session the 20 20 minutes one by 20 minute I think I might get, be getting my weeks mixed that's up. That's
1: right. Yeah, well, we yeah. recorded pretty late last week.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's why. That's why. But okay, if we're saying just overall how training's going last week, wrapping it up, it was it was good because I've already mentioned I already mentioned that session. But mm. I did a session this morning and I didn't feel anywhere near as comfortable on the threshold as I did the previous week. So I'm um, mm. not sure if that's my body adjusting yes. to the extra 30 kilometers of mileage mm. potentially, but it felt much more difficult to maintain the same pace. Mm. I got a bit of, I don't know, just a bit stressed out. Like for oh, really? I don't know how much that impacts it. If you're a little bit stressed at work or something like that.
1: Oh man, I reckon that definitely impacts it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so that could have played a part but i was actually i was happy with the long run the long run was solid like 26k when i did a little bit of a tempo at the end not, like didn't just keep it easy did maybe 5k a bit quicker hmm. but uh, yeah apart from that it's going going solid what what about you Dom?
1: yeah another strong week for me i think it was uh, 149 kilometers. it was pretty good and yeah I didn't think I was going to run that far. Then the weekend came around and I think I ran 64 kilometers over Saturday and Sunday, which was really good. Yeah. I got down to the 4.40 on Saturday morning and had a crack there. Yeah. During the week, I I think last week I spoke about the session I did where I was feeling really good too. But then after that, on the Tuesday, I just rested all the way until Saturday and had to go at the 4.40 and I ran the second fastest time ever on the 4.40. So. Sean Hampson, watch out, I'm coming for you. I'll get you sometime in the next few weeks, no doubt. And then after that, I got straight in the car and we drove up to Glenbrook at the bottom of the Blue Mountains. And I went for a run with a bloke called Ollie Jones and Wendy, I think Wendy's been tuning in and has given us some really good reviews on Apple Podcasts. And then yeah, Sunday I did a long run and decided to do a 10K effort. Midway through the long run.
0: What was the what was the cheeky 10k split? I think it was 3456. Which is yeah, good. that's that's very casual, going.
1: Yeah. It was good. It was like through like the crowds and stuff along around the city. So I was pretty <laughs> pleased with that. But it got really badly sunburnt because I don't know. There's like the UV index thing on your phone. Right. It said, it said it was a four. So I was like, oh no, I don't need to put sun cream on. I'm only going for a run. I'll be out in the sun for I don't know, an hour and a half. It was a long run. It was probably just me thinking pretty stupidly about it. But anyways, I went for a run and my shoulders were absolutely cooked. I think. they're. Sorry, them. Dom. Mm.
0: We had technical difficulties then. That's all right. Um, we're talking about UV when I cut out.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I just got really badly burnt. But yeah, I think that's a uh, trap for the young players. <laughs>
0: You should know better than that now, Dom. I
1: know. I don't know. My phone said it was only a four. It was definitely a lot worse. It was probably like 26 or 27 degrees.
0: Yeah. What time did you get out?
1: You know me, I like a sleeping. It was probably like 1130 or something.
0: Oh, so not exactly in the um, coolest part of the day.
1: No, not at all. But um, I think that's good training for six foot because... It's only what four weeks away now, less than that, and I reckon it's going to be pretty hot, hot and humid. So yeah, I think I'm fairly well prepared for it. But okay, yeah.
0: No, that's good. How obviously coming off the back of a massive week, what? How Mm. are you feeling in general?
1: Oh yeah, the session yesterday, I felt a bit sluggish. I think that yeah. The big weekend probably just cooked my legs a little bit. And I was like mm. getting a bit frustrated at myself during the session. Um, Cause like it was around the pond and it's like, I don't know, really uneven ground and
0: mm.
1: uh, um, <clears throat> tight corners. And I don't know, I just was like, yeah, a bit frustrated that my legs wouldn't go fast enough. Yeah, I had like expectations that I would be able to hit, I think I was thinking 315s for yeah. the average. I think everyone got way too carried away at the start because I don't know, it was really weird. Everyone was just so g up for the session. So the first one was like 309 average. And um, then I just went backwards and backwards and backwards each rep. And I haven't had that happen in a while, but yeah, it's a pretty shitty feeling blowing up like that. I think the worst one was 322.
0: Oh, mate. Well, that's so disappointing. <laughs> I think I averaged like a
1: three eighteen for the five minute
0: efforts. That's still pretty. That's still okay. pretty solid. Is yeah. that okay? So is it five minute, five minute efforts not a certain lap? No,
1: we just did five minute efforts. Um, okay, because we we're all running as a group, so it's easier just. Oh yeah. Sticking to a time and then everyone does the same thing. Okay. Otherwise, you end up some people are waiting around forever. Some people get like no rest. So
0: yeah. Oh yeah, that used to happen. Mm. In our sessions, I'd be like, don't, because then we we would start and I would be, what, like 30 seconds behind, and then I'd be like, man, I need more rest. He's like, no, well, you just need to run faster. (laughs) Like, what do you mean?
1: And you got faster.
0: Yeah, I did. I did. You're right. You're right. Let's dig a little deeper into – so we just thought we'd go over – recently I read Jack Daniel's running formula, which goes over a lot of the key training – topics he starts off he starts off with sort of more of his running philosophy so there's lots of principles and stuff like that then he goes into different types of training and intensities so more of the specifics around um training and just for background jack daniels is one of the most famous uh, running coach i think he is don't i think you were just googling him let me uh let me just cheat here jack Daniels
1: he's he's not the bourbon maker
0: he's not I, I just I just got bourbon Jack Daniels <laughs> old number seven Tennessee, Tennessee whiskey I think I saw a meme of Jack Daniels being like if you're a whiskey who which one would you be or something anyway anyway he's a really good running coach very well known google him I don't know the don't know exactly his background but did you read his book? I did. I don't know about him, though. I just know he's really well-known and he's legit. (laughs) (laughs) This is what happens when you don't prepare, hey, Dom?
1: We go Wikipedia.
0: Wikipedia. Jack Tupper Daniels.
1: Tupper Daniels. That's a good meal.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He should leave that in there so people don't confuse him with the whiskey. But anyway, (laughs) it's an exercise physiologist, running coach, and a coach of olympic athletes on march 21st 2013 he was named yeah, head a couple of medals yeah so he's obviously a gun runner himself
1: in modern pentathlon
0: he was named the world's best coach by runners world what a wow. title wow mm. he has a his dot running program the, the training program i'm actually using is sort of like an app where they give you automatic sessions you got to take it with a grain of salt obviously because no one's mm. actually giving you those sessions they're sort of auto-generated so but
1: he's coaching you now
0: he's coaching me well he's his, his the world's best beautiful little piece of software is now coaching me and it really can't interact with me properly because at one time it was like you got to do a long run 28 kilometers at marathon pace and i'm That's not funny. even training for a marathon so he might have got yeah. that wrong i don't yeah. know In the other, yeah, I think it might have overestimated my ability, but anyway. (laughs) So if we go into chapter four, Dom, I want to pick on, which is his different types of training and the intensities associated with those training. So obviously we're talking a little bit with Jerome about it. So obviously the first big category that he goes into is easy running. So how do you, I guess, how do you define easy running just off the cuff without
1: easy running um i don't know like for me there's a few different kind of types of easy running like Mm -hmm. if it's the day after a big long run on a monday i'm usually going really really easy and it's more just like a recovery run kind of i don't know trot along and uh, yeah you feel pretty beat up so you you don't really want to be pushing it too much. And the goal of it is more just to recover and get a bit of a aerobic benefit as well. <clears throat> but yeah, if it's midway through the week and I'm feeling a bit fresher, I usually pick it up a bit and the intention of the run kind of changes a bit more to be more, more focused like on the aerobic side of things and really trying to progress that a bit more. So yeah, it's still easy, but on a Monday I'd probably be going like Five thirties, just getting your yeah, blood flow to your muscles and just trying to feel relaxed and stuff and feel like yourself again almost. And then compared to say a, a Wednesday, I'd be kind of yeah moving along at anywhere between four tens to four forty fives. Yeah, and the point of that is yeah more focused on that aerobic side, but you don't want to be going too hard or your legs to be working um too much because. You want to be fresh for the next day still?
0: Yeah. Okay. What that's did pretty say? That's pretty spot on. He, <laughs> see, when I was reading this one, because I read a different, I read the first book you recommended to me, which was a oh, yeah. advanced, uh, marathoning. advanced marathoning mm. from another guy that I wouldn't be able to tell you his background, nor would I be able to pronounce his surname. But <laughs> that's <Isn't laughs> just
1: like Fitzgerald or Fitzsimmons or something.
0: I don't know. Don't even look it up this could be Maybe have a, have a quick look but he described in that one they described easy running there was pretty much easy running or general aerobic what is it dom Fitzinger. singer Good singer yeah that's what i was going to say next but anyway he just they they described easy running and they separated in those two categories being recovery running which is more for blood flow which is after a long run, exactly how you described it, which is literally just no no emphasis on pace. It's almost like really just trotting along. And then general, it was general aerobic, which is within a certain... I think they do it based on heart rate. So it's mm-hmm. w- within a certain heart rate, but it, it is within a range. So like, it really depends on your level of fitness. But it would be like, I don't know, between... Four thirties 30s and five minutes if you're at this slip so there is two different types of easy running but the emphasis is as you said on not being too not going too fast but not also going too slow but the thing that if when um
1: i feel like um, am sorry to butt in but no all good i know usually it's better to err on the side of caution with like, yeah, i don't know i feel like i just get carried away with training all the time and that's yeah. one thing i've learned from the in the past is yeah you're better taking the easy runs easy and going hard in the workouts
0: yeah
1: yeah especially if you're trying to build mileage and stuff like that too
0: Mm. i've made the mistake in the past of worrying too much about the easy runs like for example oh okay my my easy runs are at now at instead of 433 they're now at 425 at the same heart rate but Mm. i think you can get a little bit carried away worrying about the data and stuff like that that's just my experience Mm. because some days are like you run at 450s and it feels like the the feeling you get is similar to when you're running at like 4 420 pace so it's Mm. it's day dependent and where you are in your cycle of the session but I think Jack Daniels defines easy running basically does a good job at strengthening the heart muscle so as you but he was saying that it only really work. The reason you don't go that much faster is it only works to a certain point. Like the way you strengthen the heart muscle only really has a benefit to a certain point. So mm. there's no, there's actually no point running too hard, which got me thinking. Because remember when I used to do my midweek long runs and I do them pretty, not threshold, not near threshold, but a little bit quick, maybe like four or five pace. Yeah. I think it's a bit like unnecessary being in that probably could yeah. have taken it easier and what mr daniels is suggesting is mm. there's no point going too quick you kind of just keep it in that easy pace but mm. still keeping not slow enough like you still got to keep good mechanics good running mechanics mm. and a decent pace and it's different for everyone but i think they said training suggestions is typically performed at 59 to 74 of your VO 2 max okay that's not relevant 65 to 79 percent of your maximum heart rate
1: 65 to 79 of your yeah, max heart
0: rate. yeah okay. um and a big emphasis as well when I, when I was reading the book a thing to clarify with the heart rate is don't probably don't use like a wrist heart rate because it's not like for example when i had my whoop band it would be about like sometimes it would be average heart rate of 160 and then on my chest strap it would be 140 so there's a bit of variance there Mm. (laughs) so if you're if you're exclusively worrying about heart rate you might run into issues staying within that zone but i think it's just a guide right like you said with if you're feeling if you're feeling like really sluggish after a long run you kind of just go as slow as you want slow as you want right
1: yeah i think that yeah it's hard to kind of find a a good metric with running heart rate. Like if you've had a coffee, your heart rate's going to be up. If yeah, you're wearing a a wristwatch, your heart rate's going to be inaccurate. I know it's hard to find uh, the sweet spot. And then it talks about what VO2 max as well. Like that's kind of irrelevant because you don't know what your VO2 max is. No one.
0: Yeah. I think because he's done a lot of very specific testing
1: Mm -hmm. and sort of, you can relate the VO2 max to a pace, though, can't you?
0: You can, yeah, yeah. So it's sixty-five to seventy-nine percent of, no, fifty-nine to seventy-four percent of VO2 max, like velocity. They call it like velocity at O2 max or whatever it is, which is associated with a certain pace. Okay, but it's mm. a little bit confusing. It's a, little, it's not the easiest way to mm. analyze it.
1: There's like, yeah, the stride things that measure power on your foot. Yeah. Um, Sally that's like what Sally Collins uses she coaches all the turbo guys hmm. or a few turbo guys and a bunch of other people and she's pretty good with that and gets really technical and right into that but I feel like for most people the best way is probably just rate of perceived effort and just go feel really yeah but it's just I don't know once you figure out what an easy pace is and yeah I don't know I feel like it's pretty intuitive once you've been running for a little while um, yes to figure out when you're running too fast and yeah not fast enough i guess
0: mm. yeah no i agree with that you definitely can get that you could definitely pick up on the feeling after you've do it, been doing it for a while now mm. mr daniels reckons long runs pretty much done at easy pace for the most part unless it's marathon mm. specific so the aim is to not really do anything but get a solid amount of time on the feet at a decent pace that's probably mm. you probably wouldn't be doing your long runs at that recovery pace you were describing but yeah. doesn't really doesn't really go into long runs being harder workouts mm. for the most part
1: okay so that's like the general runs covered off then Yeah, um that's a pretty good overview i like that we got um recapping easy runs as recovery and then easy runs as I guess, developing your heart muscle and your lungs. And then what else we've we got? We've got long runs as well.
0: Yeah, long runs, which are typically done at this pace. He says, I like to limit any single long run to no more than 30% of your weekly mileage. For runners who are to- totaling fewer than 40 miles, which is 64Ks per week, For those who are accumulating forty or more miles per week, I suggest that long runs do not exceed the lesser of twenty five percent weekly mileage or one hundred and fifty minutes, whichever comes first. Okay. As the rule of thumb. That's a that's a big run. Yeah, that's a big run. Okay.
1: Interesting. I I think I tend to agree with that. I feel like after two hours, I like notice it the next day quite a lot. You can yeah you don't it takes probably more than a day to recover from i find
0: yeah yeah i, I feel anything past yeah anything past two hours or, or 30 kilometers it starts to really a take a toll at the end of the run like you really feel like you've mm. stretched stretch yourself and b take one two days extra to recover and you really feel i remember when we were training for when we we're training for marathon specifically feeling like just sloppy for for example you do such so, long run on sunday then monday tuesday you're feeling really drained yeah but those were hard, those were done harder though yeah they we were not really done at easy pace but stage. i yeah that was fun but i feel for marathon training we weren't really doing speed like i wasn't doing speed sessions and i was The fastest thing I was doing is threshold. So the focus was on the long run, which is why we took it a bit quicker. Definitely.
1: I think that was a good strategy. um, Yeah. For the
0: marathon. Yeah. So the next type of run is marathon pace running, which you could probably guess what this is. So this is meant to... You're basically just getting time at your projected marathon race pace. And Mr. I love how I'm calling him Mr. Daniels. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Daniels reckons that these are more of a these are sort of like a psycho more of a psychological benefit than a physiological benefit. In the sense that you're not training any specific function. Like it's not fast enough. It shouldn't be fast enough to be at your threshold, which we'll go into later. And it's not slow enough like you're pushing faster than you should just to get those general aerobic benefits so it's mainly done at a a a stretch of your long run is done at marathon pace specifically so if you're training for a sub 230 marathon what is that dom 333 Uh, pace yeah yeah now it's yeah so the whole run, the whole long run not meant to obviously be done at that pace. You would just do a stretch. And depending where you are in, in the training block, you would, you know, remember how the previous program we did scheduled, like maybe 12 weeks out, you would do 13 Ks at marathon pace. Then that would be like scheduled key workouts. I think Nico has been doing a few of them. I'm not sure <laughs> if he's been doing them at like, he almost incorporates a session. In those long runs, but they're done at marathon pace. Anyway. Yeah. What do you think about these this one, Dom?
1: Yeah, I think um it's pretty hard to do really, like, because it's just such a awkward kind of pace. It's almost easier to just like flog yourself, then that way you can just focus on pushing it the whole time. Yeah. Or if you're going like a bit easier, then I don't know, you can you're in control a bit more. Whereas marathon pace, it's like it's hard enough to take a toll, but you, you can still do it, but you have to focus on it a bit. And you, you kind of have to like check yourself every now and then to make sure that you're not running too. Fast. Yeah. And sometimes I, f- I feel like you can even just drift off and start running too fast. Or if you're too relaxed, you look down at your watch and you're like, oh shit, I'm well off pace. So yeah. <laughs> it's a I bit kind of a
0: balancing act. Yeah,
1: definitely. It's, it's a tough one, marathon pace.
0: Mm, mm. So the intensity for these are recommended to be about... 80 to 89% of maximum heart rate. So it's getting, it's getting up there towards mm. threshold, which will say for the may might be the next one. What is it? Okay. The purpose, what is the purpose of this workout? It's yeah, exactly what was described for someone who's training for the marathon is to adjust to the specific pace to be used in. Oh, and to get, and to practice drinking and taking on nutrition at this pace. As well, that's another big factor. That can be tricky. That can be tricky. Um,
1: I, mean, I think I've been pretty fortunate, really. I haven't had too many issues, or aside from the bloody beetroot.
0: But yeah, fair enough. You, you Me. Know. Yeah. How do you go drinking
1: and eating?
0: Those more the Morton gels that you recommended for the second marathon. Those mm-hmm. were really, those are really good. And I did a few good long runs testing out those um gels even though they're difficult mm-hmm. to the it's more of like a goo it's difficult to get down which is interesting yeah. but it seemed it seemed to be okay and then but in the first marathon I didn't actually practice at all with the gels which which you know Dom and that caused serious serious um problems with my gut and I just pretty much needed to go to the bathroom for almost like 60% of the run so this is a this is like, this is probably a, yeah. I mean, it could have. If I don't know how I managed to somehow I managed to soldier through it, but I was actually very tempted. Like there was a there was a porta potty, at about twenty five k's, and if it wasn't, it was locked for some reason, or you couldn't access it. So I didn't I actually. Yeah, I didn't did actually go. I tried. You I was. Tempt or-
1: yeah. Right.
0: No, I didn't. I I kind of was running past and saw that it was locked, but I was oh. that tempted to go, but it wow. didn't actually. It it was it did me a favor. It did me a favor because I managed to get to the the end. It was just really caused a lot of gut problems. Anyway, it ended up being a good race, but it was like torture. It's like the pain of the marathon towards the end is pretty significant. You don't want to layer on top of new like stomach issues.
1: Yeah.
0: As well. So I learned from that to do testing in workouts take on take on the gels make sure they work okay with your body and go from there so what's your what's your take on the gels do you do you find they i think like
1: i don't know probably haven't done enough training with them um i found i don't know tailwinds really good it's like a, a drink instead of a, a gel um yeah. for the 12 hour i think pretty much every long run i was just practicing with tailwind Uh Um, It's a bit expensive expensive sometimes if you're always using gels, Mm. um, which is another benefit of Tailwind. It's a bit cheaper. But for, yeah, the 12-hour, I used both Morton and Tailwind, and that was pretty much the bulk of my nutrition. I also had, like, cliff bars and bananas and noodles. What's
0: this specifically for, this one? That was the 12-hour that I did. Oh, okay. All right. And how did your... How did your stomach feel? How did you hold?
1: Really good. Yeah. I didn't have any issues at all. Yeah. I guess it was pretty good though. Like they had a a portal setup set up there. If you did need to go to the toilet. I think I went once like at the start. Um, Okay. But that was it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I think because I found like, yeah, Morton works well for me. I probably um, haven't been practicing as much. It's like once you find something that's good, you just probably um, can relax a bit. But it's probably not the best approach because you need to get used to that and your, your body probably needs to get used to taking on fuel. And
0: mm. yeah. Mm. I think I think anyone training for a marathon that's set up with the proper program probably gets advice on nutrition. But mm. I don't I honestly don't know why I never like there was such a big emphasis for that training block, how it overlooked such a key part of it which is like to use gels i've never used before anyway live and live and learn live and learn so any other anything else you want to add to marathon marathon pace running or
1: um i don't know i think we've covered it off fairly well but yeah it's it's funny how it's marathon pace but when you're in training you it doesn't feel like marathon pace really and you can only really do it for 15 k's kind of pushing it yeah i think that's just like mental though probably
0: yeah Mm. interesting i felt that on the one of the programs the key workout is to do 23 k's at marathon pace so before the second marathon we did i did that workout i got through it but it felt like I was racing until the 23rd, like for example, the last eight K's or so was like racing. And Mm -hmm. I hadn't even, that's just in the marathon. That's just to when you're getting to the pointy end of the race, when you should start. (laughs) So, so I was like, "Mm, okay, I did the workout at the prescribed pace, but I felt like I was absolutely flogging myself. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know, maybe with a taper bringing the mileage Mm -hmm. right down you, that helps as well because Obviously the pace feels quite comfortable until about 35k Mm. when you start to fall apart. So there's probably the mental side and the fact that you're in a race and stuff like that. Okay. The next key training session is threshold running. Just off the just off the bat, what do you what do you think about threshold running, Dom?
1: big fan of threshold running i think yeah especially transitioning into more marathons and stuff the last few years and yeah i've um done a lot more threshold kind of i guess tempo running which mm-hmm. i don't know i kind of classify them the same even though i guess i don't know they are or they aren't but threshold running yeah usually it's good just to have like half an hour where you're really um focusing on that Faster running. I think, yeah. Prior to that, that was all about the sessions and kind of doing more VO2 max stuff. Where like that session we did the other day, like five minute efforts. Usually a bit less though, like one K reps or 400 meter reps, or just breaking things up into little reps. But I found that once I got into races, um, you need to be able to have that that strength to push on for a longer period of time. You don't have to stop and have a rest in a race and then go again. And um, Mm. I think that if you're not doing threshold runs, you can be limiting yourself a little bit. And it's just got to, yeah, there's just a lot of areas you got to address and to become like a well rounded runner and everything kind of supports each other a little bit. But if you focus on one thing for too, too long, then other things start to um, suffer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And how do you gauge, How
1: do you gauge the pace? Is it feel? Yeah, feel. And like, it's probably, yeah, about a pace you could do for half an hour. So, yeah, you kind of, half an hour is like a long period of time. And I always just like kind of keep that in mind Mm. when I'm doing a threshold run. Like I go like as hard as I can, but I know I'm running for half an hour. So I just keep that at the back of my mind. I still try to run fast. But um, yeah, you just want to be conscious that you're going to be out there for a while.
0: Uh, yeah, that's a good distinction because you can feel fresh for about seven minutes and then the wheels start to fall off. Yeah. So if you're going, you'll know very quickly if you're going too, too quick for your threshold pace because then it'll start to go in that zone where you're doing like intervals and stuff like that where it's really hard running. So you want mm. you want to run as fast as you can while still not not going too far so it, this i think is a big one where it takes a little bit of time to gauge what threshold yeah. feels like
1: mm, definitely and i think it's yes yeah, it's something yeah you kind of need to you need to do it to know how to do it properly and what the feeling should be
0: so Mr. Daniels says threshold pace would be about eighty-eight to ninety-two percent of maximum heart rate. So he's very specific about this pace. Very very specific. specific yeah yeah well, yeah yeah right. yeah yeah. So this one is like literally he he defines it as in terms of his feeling. If you're peaked and tapered, you'll be able to race it for sixty minutes at this pace. So mm-hmm. it's more like almost like a half marathon pace for for a well trained runner. So for example, in my what was it? My half marathon was done at almost bang on my threshold. And then obviously you start hurting at the end, where it's where you're running well 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 past it going to the well. But so 20 no the, the classic for this book is a steady 20-minute threshold run. Okay. And he's specific about thoughts on tempo versus threshold. So mm-hmm. a lot of people define tempo as like you go out and do a 10-mile tempo, but it's not all done at threshold pace, so it no. it maybe it would start at marathon pace below because if you if you're pushing it at it, you won't be able to run that at that sort of intensity for that long, nor should you in training. So, to Mister Daniel's threshold is more specific at that maximum pace before you go over the limit.
1: Well, I guess it is. It's like a scientific term. Yes. Um. It's like yeah, the threshold between the two energy systems or like when you're starting to produce lactate or something i don't know
0: yeah yeah Um, he's saying i'm just reading off here it's basically the purpose like the physiological purpose is to allow your body to improve its ability to clear blood lactate and keep it below a fairly manageable level and they mm -hmm. describe it they describe it as when, when blood lactate increases too much is when you really start panting that's when you're doing your 1k reps for example you Mm -hmm. wouldn't be able to hold that pace it's not a steady state pace that you can hold you're sort of hanging on until you finish the rep at three minutes 30 or whatever it is so it's not it's not quite that fast Mm because you're keeping you're keeping your you're keeping your blood lactate levels down therefore you don't have to really slow down until until it's what like 20 30 minutes like you said
1: that's really good. Thanks for that explanation.
0: No, thanks, That's, thanks, Mr. Daniels. So,
1: <laughs> <it's> <laughs> to do with that um, blood lactate and how quickly your body can clear clear that. it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Once mm-hmm. you go over the threshold, then your you body's not you. You can't clear it. You can't clear it fast enough, and you, you know, your ha- your heart rate then increases, and then you have to slow down. Basically, so train by training at that specific intensity you increase your ability, you basically increase your ability to clear blood lactate and then you can maintain, when you get fitter, you'll maintain a faster pace at the same effort. So that's the idea.
1: Yeah, I was listening to a podcast today, or the things like the Science of Sport podcast or something, and they're yep. talking about something similar to this where they imagine that the the energy production for your, your muscles and your body is like a production line. Yeah. And the like, the most efficient way where you kind of your lactates under control. Everyone's just working, moving the items along, moving the energy along through the production line. But then as the demand gets higher and higher, the production line can't keep up. So they start just tossing some of the energy or whatever they're trying to bring yeah. down um, to the side and just to keep up that demand. So yeah, eventually the stuff that they're tossing to the side is just getting more and more taxing, kind of what this is about.
0: So I'm just picturing a bunch of people on a production line and the yeah. conveyor belt's going too fast for them to pick it quick yeah. enough. So they, can't, so they can't
1: put it in the right spot, so they just put it off to the side or they let it go through.
0: Yeah, and when it goes too fast, if they're not well, if they don't have enough workers, <laughs> for example, they're not yeah. going to be able to do it quick enough, which is... Uh, <laughs> if you don't have enough adaptation you won't be able to run at that pace basically
1: yeah that's it the guys um in the podcast they go into it in a lot more detail and, <laughs> yeah but that's the gist of it
0: <laughs> literally every word that i've said on this as well could be wrong
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know why you're listening to this we've got no idea what we're
0: <laughs> But we're giving it a crack. we're giving it a crack and, and this is it, from yeah. uh, this is from the book itself. you can check out the book. Now the next one is actually should we go into different workouts for this at this pace so it's pretty self-explanatory mm-hmm. in terms of
1: threshold. yeah, I think we've um, covered that off already. Okay or like yeah like a 30 minute kind of session where you' you're running the whole time. you don't really stop too much. You might kind of vary between like the other day, I did 10 minutes kind of pushing it at this like threshold pace, I guess. And then I did 10 minutes at marathon pace Mm. and then I did back to 10 minutes at threshold pace.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: I would call that a threshold workout.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. The next one is interval training, which is a little bit different just off the back. What do you think? What do you think about interval training?
1: Interval training. Yeah, mostly interval training. I feel like the classic kind of session that comes to mind is 1K reps. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's just what I identify with interval training. And it's more so, yeah, that VO2 max and you're really like blowing hard doing a session like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess that's addressing more so your, your oxygen capacity and the way your body can handle that as well as yeah you you really like maxing out so everything's just your heart and your your lungs are really being pushed to the limit and doing interval training. Yeah. Well I guess that's mostly like VO2 max kind of interval training. But yeah pretty much yeah all interval training you're really maxing yourself out Mm. and you need to stop and have a rest and that's why it's called interval training.
0: Yes. Okay. Pretty pretty spot on. The the premise of this section in the book is they reckon vo2 max there's a specific pace that your vo2 max is associated with mm. and if you go so the goal similar this the goal similar to threshold training is to accumulate a decent amount of time at your vo2 max at this specific pace they, they're, ve- they're very quite they're quite scientific about it but one of the distinctions they make is it shouldn't be done like the first two reps shouldn't be done too far, like too fast beyond VO2 max pace. Because when you go to do the third rep and the fourth rep, you're, you're not able to, cause you've cooked yourself, you're not able to run at that pace. So it's actually below. So you're not training. You
1: fall out of that zone. You fall out time. of that
0: zone. If you, for example, say your, say your VO2, current VO2 max pace is 330 and you, you do a rep at, 320 or two reps at 320 and you're absolutely cooked then you're mm. probably going to fall back to 340s and then you're not getting time at that pace which is counterintuitive so he recommends to be sensible on these workouts but the intensity is not like threshold it's meant to still be hard like probably hard just not too too hard which i what do you think about that when you starts getting too scientific or too specific about do you think it can make it a bit difficult? Because I've often thought it's like, well, how do I know I'm running at that pace and that sort of thing?
1: Yeah. I think if you can get through a session without blowing up, you're probably doing the right thing.
0: Mm. Um,
1: like, yeah, if you like, yeah, my session the other day, for example, maybe I wasn't getting quite the benefits I could have if I just, I don't know, stuck to the plan and ran them all at three fifteens rather than, going out and smashing the first one and then yeah crawling home for the rest of it
0: yeah that might be a good example then okay there's not too much to i guess for i mean how do you determine what that pace is when you're just starting out like you got to go out and do you probably got to go out and try and do five by a kilometer and see what the times are
1: probably just a little bit slower than your 5k pace or around your 5k pace but does he only look at vo2 max sessions in terms of intervals or does he do anything more anaerobic
0: yes Uh, which is actually the next one
1: ah there you go
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so there's two there's this harder running but this is a specific vo2 max stuff that you do it like actually that's a good distinction your 5k pace and then Mm. if we just quickly transition to repetition training which is the next type which is It's a different because you're not trying to get time at your VO2 max. They're shorter. They're shorter reps, and the goal is to improve your yes, like you said, your anaerobic power, speed, and economy of running. So you you mainly for these ones, I get the impression you run as hard as you possibly can while keeping good mechanics.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: But they're shorter. Or if you do like, for example, they'll do ten by you. You more than likely wouldn't be doing kilometre reps at this pace it's more like 200s 400s with Mm -hmm. with a bigger rest
1: yeah so i think this is like a different method of training altogether there's like it's kind of like just relying on the immediate store of energy in your muscles and like whereas the aerobic system is kind of that production line you've got like thing energy coming through this is just like it's there and then you use it up and uh once it's gone you're really like You have to rely on other systems and then you start struggling. I I think, I don't know. I could be talking out of my ass. No, no, no. (laughs) No, they,
0: uh, if you look at the way they describe threshold, which is 60 minutes. If you're, if you're well-rested and peaked 60 minutes, you could run at that pace, which is Mm -hmm. a rule of thumb. Then you go your interval training, which is your five, pretty much your 5k pace. I think he said you, you should be able to run at 13, 15 minutes at your max. So it's pretty much like 5k pace mm. then repetition training is not like that you wouldn't be able to run 15 minutes more like a 1500 meter pace
1: yeah maybe 3k pace 3k pace okay yeah Or well, 1500 meter pace 3k pace probably yeah okay depends how
0: so do you do any what, what do you th- what do you think about repetition training versus interval training are you doing repetition um, training or do you mainly just do
1: at the moment, not as much. Yeah. I think training for longer stuff, it's not as important because, like, I don't know, if you're running a marathon, you're not really going to be touching this system too much. Mm. But in saying that, there's still some benefits you can gain from doing a session like this every now and then. Um, and I think, like what I said before, you got to do everything to be a good runner. Like, you have to be good at all these sessions um, yeah. maybe specialize in one thing, but you have to still be able to do everything else. Mm. Like I think Kipchoge could still knock out some very fast, like 400 meter reps if you wanted to probably like yeah. close to 60 seconds a lap. Yeah. Um, even though he's like, yeah, most of his training would be more marathon stuff, but yeah. Where was I going with this? Yeah. I think for what I'm doing at the moment, I'm more doing hills and short hill intervals because I guess that, kind of um addresses this but is still more specific to building the right muscles and everything that i want for the trail runs i'm about to do
0: Mm. yeah okay no that's a good distinction because i think when when there's a chapter i can't remember exactly what chapter where he tries to tie in all the energy systems and yeah it is about if you're training specifically at all of these paces you're going to improve your overall fitness so even if you're working at your vo2 max and you're doing marathon training you're still increasing your aerobic maximum aerobic power which is gonna still increase your overall you know speed you can run at those lower paces as well
1: yeah definitely and like i think if you're doing yeah more threshold runs and stuff like that yeah recovery time and things like that improve for when you're doing the shorter workouts like Mm. everything goes hand in hand together
0: yeah that is about it for the different training methods so just to recap we got easy running uh marathon pace threshold running interval training and repetition training those are the those are the key ones yeah i can't think of any the, the, the two other books that I've read are, are similar and people just mm-hmm. sort of describe different, different ways you can train at those intensities and increase those functions. But Jack Daniels also goes into the different like actual training principles and it all ties back to how to increase your fitness, you need to be specific with your training, which is, which is training at those intensities. And you're going to get a better response from that. But, yeah, I don't know. I think we might be at our episode time limit. We yeah. might. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, there's no there's no secrets in running. Like, everyone's doing the same stuff, which is pretty interesting. And, like, these types of workouts, you look at any runner and they're probably going to be doing this, yeah. which is, which is pretty interesting. Like, I don't know. It's not very exciting it's pretty boring everyone's doing the same thing Uh, yeah
0: yeah that's uh, when you think of it like that but it's weird you get that when your threshold starts increasing like I was describing and it's a good it's a good feeling when it's trending in the right direction and for some reason even you could just get in this it gets like addictive you get in this loop of trying to increase these paces and it's weird and there's all these it it seems like a easy to just do this this type of training and that's it but putting it all together and putting Mm. in solid eight 12 weeks of training back to back when life gets in the mix is that's the challenging part i find Mm. absolutely yeah Uh, because being consistent and knocking off all these sessions every single week is quite difficult but if you if you manage if you're motivated you manage to um tick off all these sessions and not just sort of go out and run randomly, you will, there's no doubt you'll get quicker. 100%. That's all I got, Dom. What do you reckon? We did all right?
1: Yeah. Just to finish up, I might do a few shout outs. Oh. To people that have been listening, Um, Mr. Chris Quick. He's been tuning in each week and yeah, letting us know on Instagram. I think one week he was listening to us. At the sitting by the pool another week he was uh in the car driving along listening to with the chiefs and he recently had an excellent running a 5k down at the state championships he won the e-race so champion of the e-race chris quick running well seventeen forty or something like that Jeez. um yeah it's the first time he's broken 18 minutes so Well done to Chris. That was awesome to see. I think it meant a lot to him. The last time he had a track race, it it didn't quite go to plan. He ran the 3Ks and I don't think he was too happy with his result then. So Mm. I think this one meant a lot to him. So also, yeah, Sam Shield breaking 15 minutes. (laughs) Huge. That's worth a mention. Um, Yeah. I think there was another guy who Chris trains with up on the Central Coast who broke 15 minutes as well.
0: Wow.
1: Uh, The Wolfman, I think they call him. (laughs) 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 <laughs> which is, love that nickname who else have we got shout outs or oh, jack wilson he um, gave some a mention on turbo's episode he said he thoroughly enjoyed turbo's episode with the chiefs and chief turbo <laughs> um, and he's looking forward to becoming a better runner so he can run some age group champion records yeah so that's it for shout outs i think at the moment yeah awesome keep tagging us and yeah i don't know hit us up if you're enjoying the podcast it's so good to just bump into people and yeah they're saying they're loving the podcast it's yeah it means a lot to us
0: (laughs) i think we were talking before it's it's a weird feeling actually having people listen to it (laughs) i
1: know absolutely
0: (laughs) it just seems like we're talking well obviously started when we're just talking absolute shit with each other on zoom calls reviewing reviewing our training weeks but having the guests on is like incredible experience not what we expected it's it's awesome so yeah thanks to everyone that's listening we will try and structure it a little bit better this is a bit of a rogue episode but hope there was some value in it until next time thank you